0: Welcome to another episode of and Hoops. Carson, we have the West over-unders this week. But first, we just got to talk about the last Blazers game, even though I don't really want to. It was an ugly one. Did you watch?
1: What are we talking about? Are we talking about the game against Golden State or the, the fan fest?
0: <laughs> the game against Golden State. It was, it was honestly like a scrimmage, considering the Warriors basically rested all their guys, and we rested Dame and Winslow and then lost by 33 and looked pretty bad. Try yeah, and... I,
1: last, last week I said that we probably looked like one of the worst teams in the preseason. I think we were the worst team in the preseason. I don't, There wasn't a game that was really close, and the only game that we won was the one that Bleacher Report or ESPN doesn't even give you a box score for is when we played the, the foreign team. So um, by preseason standards, really, really bad. Hopefully they got all of that out of their system and they're ready for Wednesday night um, and get ready for the regular season.
0: Yeah, I mean, my notes for this game were sharp 17 points, great alley-oop, looks terrible. Not him, the team. So you know that's not great, but luckily we can forget about it because the season is starting and we have an opportunity to change all that because if we play well... No one's gonna remember the preseason. It's irrelevant. So one other thing before we get into over unders, Blazers converted Olivier Olivier Sar to a two way contract. We talked about how we thought that would happen, and it did. Uh, they also announced he sprained his wrist and will be evaluated in one week, and then Gary Payton II will miss the start of the season and be reevaluated in two weeks. I believe that was put out there on the 13th, so maybe a little bit less than two weeks. Um and then Shaden Sharp won the fan fests. So if you have anything to say about that, I didn't I didn't go, so I didn't see it, so it's hard to really talk about, but
1: I didn't really go either. I just saw the highlights and stuff. Um, it seems like Sharp just played like he did in the preseason, which was pretty um sharp. He played sharp, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean the fan fest is just basically for all the fans to get kind of get to know the players and stuff like that. It's not it's basically like a team practice that's being broadcasted and they have fans at. So um, not the biggest thing, but um, cool to see a rookie win it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think if there's one thing to take from the preseason is that it's that Sharp has a little bit better of a chance of cracking a rotation than we thought. Would you agree? Or am I just, is that just what I think?
1: Yeah. If an injury was to happen, I would say so. Um, but yes, it, when we drafted him, we were thinking of a, not, a stash overseas or anything but like a stash to just sit on the, the bench like a, a greg walton stash
0: Put yeah him in the practice yeah, in the yeah.
1: like like a greg brown jr or something that just maybe gets in for five to ten minutes a night or gets in in a blowout situation but maybe um he's cracked his way into getting like 12 to 15 minutes a night or something like that to start with
0: i mean he definitely deserves a chance but We'll talk a little bit and more about that when we get, get to that them. Chance.
1: I think he does. I think he will get that chance to start the season when uh, Gary Payton's out uh, for a week or two.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good shout, as the uh, British would say. But sure. um, we'll we'll get into that a little bit more. But let's start our over unders if you're ready. I am ready. All right, Phoenix Suns last year sixty four and eighteen. Um, I mean they were the best regular season team last year. Only 18 losses, extremely impressive. As we know, they flamed out in the playoffs. Um, they kept DeAndre Ayton despite some controversy. Uh, they added Damian Lee and Josh Okogie, so nothing huge. They lost Aaron Holiday, Alfred Payton, and JaVale McGee. Nothing big there, but I actually think most NBA fans know that JaVale McGee's a pretty good player and he's valuable. So I think that is a loss, don't you think?
1: Yeah, I would say so. He's a good He's a great backup big. He's played meaningful minutes in the playoffs um for the Lakers and the Warriors. um So uh, I think it'll be good for Phoenix. Uh, I'm sorry, it's bad for Phoenix losing a guy like that. Um, so they're gonna have to get minutes from backup centers. uh Do you do we know who their backup center
0: is? I mean, I assume Damian Lee, right? Damian Lee's a card Who am I thinking of? Who was the? Uh, oh, I am thinking of Damian Jones. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you right. the Warriors Last year. Yeah, I I think did they keep Bismack? Maybe not. They, we'll check they, on I, that. I,
1: we'll check on that. But I I mean the backup center is gonna be a something that they're gonna have to fill. Um, 64 is definitely not gonna be repeatable. Um, for a team that seemed to be in the turmoil at the end of the season and another year on Chris Paul. Um, who's getting older at the point guard position. Um, So 64 is definitely not going to be repeatable. Um, somewhere probably in the low 50s to high 40s, I would say. Um, My guess is probably something like 50 and a half.
0: My guess is 52 and a half. Um, and while you were going with that, I checked. They do have Bismack Biombo and Jock Landale uh, as their centers, so not great. Jock Landell is the guy from San Antonio, I think. So, I don't know. You
1: never know with how those guys progress in San Antonio. Um, but, yeah, um, definitely a downgrade from JaVale.
0: So, you're going 50 and a half? I'm going 50 and a half. And a half. Let me just provide a little bit of reasoning. So like I guess I didn't go through that. But, like we said, they overachieved last year. Um, there's going to be a little bit of drama with Aiton. I think they lost a little bit of confidence with the way they flamed out against Dallas. Um, Chris Paul's getting older. I know that's kind of a cliche thing to say, but he is. Jay Crowder wants to be traded. I think there's just more drama and they're not as deep this year. Um, So that's the reason for my number. And the number is actually 52 and a half. So I was spot on off to a good start. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that I could
1: say that could get him to that 52 and a half is if Mikel Bridges takes a jump, um, not as just a spot-up shooter, but as someone that can create his shot off the dribble. We saw that in a couple games last year um, when Devin Booker went down. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if if Mikel Bridges continues to make that jump and leap as an off-ball, uh, not, not just an off-ball shooter and defender and can create his shot off the dribble, um, that could be a way to get to that 52-and-a-half. Um, for me, though, I would... I would I would go with the under there. I don't think they'll get to 53 wins.
0: Me as well. I think I think too much would have to go right. I think Chris Paul would have to stay healthy. I think Booker would have to have another Booker year. Bridges would have to take a leap. Aiton would have to not have drama. Crowder would have to not have drama. It's just I think a lot would have to go right, in the West. Is, the West is good this year, so I'm going under as well. I don't feel great about it, but I'm going under. Uh, moving on to the Memphis Grizzlies, who were fifty-six and twenty-six last year, also overachieved. I mean, they had tons of games without Jaw. They really never even had their starting lineup. Um, kind of just a great. They played great team basketball. I think they had a better record without Jaw, but that's not to say he's not great. Um, they added Danny Green uh Jake Laravia, a rookie and David Roddy also a rookie and they lost Kyle Anderson Jarrett Culver and DeAnthony Milton. so I definitely think they lost more than they gained um and then Jaron Jackson Jr. is out for extended time with a knee injury so definitely don't think they're gonna get to 56 and a half this year um I'm gonna go with 53 and a half
1: that's pretty high um I feel like they're going to be a lot lower knowing that Jaron Jackson is out. Like, I think he's out like three to four months, which is a lot, a huge part of the season. Um, where minutes like that are going to go to Brandon Clark, which we know is really good and really efficient. But then who's going to be after that? Um, they know that they have Steven Adams as well, who seems to uh i don't know he doesn't really seem to fit in with uh basketball these times of days um and stuff like that and then they lost key contributors like kyle anderson De'Anthony melton the biggest thing that they're gonna see of course is the leap from jaw um and then probably another leap from Bane. um 53 and a half or you said 53 and a half
0: yeah it feels a little bit high but i'm gonna stick with it
1: i i think they're probably somewhere in like like forty seven, so i'll I'll go like forty seven and a half.
0: it is forty eight and a half, so you were much closer to me. but uh, I did want to mention. Brandon Clark signed a four year fifty two million dollar deal today. so congrats to the former Zag. But my reasoning, just to keep them higher, I think you were smarter to go lower as far as what the odds are. I think they're gonna go over though, because we saw last year that they can play well with injuries, like they're deep enough. They're young and they're just a good regular season team. So I do think they'll be consistent and I'm gonna go over. But yeah, my guess was not great.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I think that they probably get to like 50. I'll go over as well. Um it's just that I think I actually like I like that line at 48 and a half. It's kind of right where they I think they would be. Um but yeah, they're not gonna repeat uh the 50 the fifty six that's way too much.
0: It's just weird because odds are they will be healthier this year just based on how many entries they had last year, but we both they just overachieved so much you You'd expect development, but it just feels like they shouldn't have won that many games. They went on a big streak if I remember correctly,
1: yeah, um, and you know how Jaw plays so aggressively and so explosive so dangerous. It's it's one bad fall that could just lead to them, honestly, just
0: tanking the season away. He probably plays more dangerously than any athlete I've ever watched.
1: Him and Derek Rose, prime Derek. No, but I think
0: I think he's worse. I mean, Rose landed poorly, but Jaw is just he goes for these dunks that he just you think he has no chance at, and he does. But I don't know. Yeah, he goes in with a lot of bodies. That are,
1: he tries to contact dunk, which means he's gonna be landing on ankles, feet, all that kind of stuff. So, um, it's dangerous to watch him, but it's also exhilarating to watch him. Um, oh, he's also the most exciting player in the NBA. Yeah. So, uh, Grizzlies are a fun team to watch, but I just don't think they're gonna repeat, uh, what they did last year. Yeah, I agree.
0: But both going over? Are you sticking with that, or are you changing?
1: I think I'll stick with my guess I'll go under I, like, I think I think 40 like 47 to 48 wins um is where I think they would be so I'll go under
0: all right moving on to the Golden State Warriors the defending champs they were 53 and 29 last season they uh added Patrick Baldwin Jr a rookie as well as Dante DiVincenzo and Jermichael Green and then they lost Nemanja Bielitza. Damian Lee, Gary Payton II, to to our team, to our local boys, um, Otto Porter, and Juan Toscano Anderson. So I definitely think they lost more than they gained. DiVincenzo is a nice add, but I think Gary Payton, Otto Porter, uh, mainly those two, those are big losses. Both guys that were in their, what, seven, eight-man rotation in the finals?
1: Yeah, I think Dante DiVincenzo is a little underrated for what he does, though. He's a really good 3-and-D guard. Um, can shoot. He just is really injury prone. Um, So I think in my opinion, I think that that Gary Payton is kind of a wash. Um, Otto Porter is a really good three point shooter that spreads the floor for a team that spreads the floor already good enough. Um, And then the biggest asset, I guess, that they're getting that they already had was James Wiseman. So kind of, you don't know if, do we know if he's starting or if he's going to be more of a backup center for them?
0: I would suggest they probably back him up, right? I, I would start him if I were a coach, at least at first, because I think he's just going to get easy, you know, easy dunks, easy alley-oops and gain some confidence playing with the starters, but I don't see Kerr doing it. Um, the other thing is just Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga are going to develop more, as well as Jordan Poole. So. Yeah, and there's rumors that
1: Kaminga could play there's rumors that Kaminga's gonna play the five, which is interesting, cause no five is gonna be able to guard him with the athleticism that he's he has. Huge. And yeah. And he's got he's got he's really good on defense too, so he could hang with fives um and fours. Um but uh yeah, my guess uh they won fifty three last year probably really close to that i'll probably i'll go 51 and a half Uh,
0: i'm doing the same 51 and a half and i feel like that's really close what'd you say 51
1: and a half i feel like that's really close
0: it's actually spot on we were both spot on
1: yeah i i feel like that'd be like i feel like yeah they're not gonna lose less than 50 but they're not gonna win probably more than 55 so they're somewhere in that range um. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I can see them having honestly the exact same record that they had last year.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I'm gonna go over, and I'm actually I feel pretty good about it. I'll go over as well. Yeah, I feel like they're closer to fifty-five wins than
1: fifty. Um. Don't Especially the if clay things, is good. Yeah, the thing that the thing that they've seen this preseason is just the sharpness of clay. Clay seems like he has a shot in basically mid-season form. Um, and he's playing he really, really play well. once. He did, but he he was really efficient. So, um, yeah. it, there's a reason why I picked him on all three of my fantasy teams. So, um, I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be a team to watch out for again.
0: All right, I I mean I agree. I don't I don't know if I'd bet on them repeating, but they've got as good of a chance as anyone probably. Um, yeah. If- Moving on to the Dallas Mavericks, who were fifty-two and thirty last year, and just looking at that, it's kind of like surprising, even though I knew that. Just the fact that Luca led them to that that record with not a great roster. They added Jaden Hardy, who's a rookie, Javale McGee, like we said, from Phoenix, and Christian Wood, and then they lost Jalen Brunson, which is a huge loss, as well as Trey Burke and Boban Marjanovic, who we all know, probably the best player in the NBA. Just kidding. I mean, we all love him. All this
1: player in the NBA.
0: <laughs> yeah, Taco <laughs> Fall is gone, so you're right. Um, this is a hard team. I feel like they build it around Luca in a way that I might not understand. They like to get lengthy guys who can shoot. It's probably going to be pretty heliocentric Luca Doncic basketball again. Maybe the fact that they added Christian Wood might mean he gives it up a little bit more, but I don't think Wood is necessarily the star that some people thought he was going to turn into. And then they've got Spencer Dinwiddie still who looked good in the playoffs, but I think he overachieved. I don't know. I don't think I like this team as much as some people do. Some people do.
1: I say the one thing that you can take from Dallas as a positive is that their centers last year were Maxi Kleber and Dwight Powell. And now he has someone that with the name of Christian Wood, um, that I feel like in the pick and roll is going to be a lot more lethal. Um, And then, like, we talked about JaVale McGee. Um, I don't know how I feel about JaVale McGee shooting more threes, probably, on a team like Dallas. (laughs) But um, I definitely like Christian Wood more than those other two guys. I think he's going to pair really well uh, with Luka. Um, And then they just have a bunch of guys that can spread the floor. Um, You know, Dorian Finney-Smith, who's one of the most underrated players in the NBA. Uh, Bullock. They're getting hard away back. back. Um, so they just have a lot of shooters around Luca. I think Luca is going to have – he's going to have a crazy year. He has a chance to be in the MVP talks if Dallas has a really good year. Um, 52, though, from last year is pretty high. I I, I like him. Um, I think like 50 and a half would be my guess, 50 and a half, something yeah. close. I'm
0: thinking 49 and a half. The one thing with them that scares me is that if Luca gets hurt, they're bad. Yeah, but the thing is, it seems like Luca in the offseason is
1: he's laid off the sweets and he's paid more attention to his body and played a lot of basketball overseas and stuff. So um, if he gets hurt, it it's kind of a fluke. It seems like he's put a lot of work into his body and is trying to make the jump this year
0: he, do, he does play like opposite of jaw he plays pretty under control he doesn't really go for crazy dunks doesn't but really it like... does seem like he does he does get
1: like those weird injuries where he like tweaks his back or something he's or... not yeah he doesn't have the most athletic body we've ever seen um, but his body just... does look a lot
0: better than what it has been he looks a lot more I mean, muscular he doesn't look as doughy i'm not that updated on luka Doncic's just body fat but <laughs> i'll take your word for it <laughs> The one, but yeah, just I guess my point is, not only is their roster not good with him, they also play so. They rely on him so much that when he's out, I think it's kind of you know they don't really know what to do. But you go. I mean, his half.
1: roster, his roster kind of reminds me a little bit of like
0: LeBron's rosters in Cleveland a little
1: bit, mm-hmm. um, yeah. where there's the guys that fit Luca very well that probably wouldn't fit basically anywhere else. Like you saw a guy like bullock and the knicks and he was terrible but then when he came to dallas he almost i think he did lead the league in three-point percentage. so like it's 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 interesting i think dorian finney smith is is highly underrated one of the warriors in the nba plays really good defense shoots really good threes he's kind of another player like jeremy grant um but yeah they kind of build their roster around luca um so if the player of Luca was to get hurt then yeah, their season would be over.
0: Yeah. So you went fifteen and a half. and a half. I went 49 and a half and the number is 48 and a half. So I think I'm going to go under, honestly, even though I was one higher than the thing. I just think it's, I just don't love the team that much. I'll go over. I like Luca. And I think it's going to be close. I don't feel good about it, but. I don't know any extended time he misses this is going to be a big hurt to that over under moving on to a team who is going to be hurting no matter who they have the Utah jazz 49 in 33 last year. Um, I'm going to read their uh, players. They add and the players they lost, but I mean, if your bedtime is soon, you might, you might not be able to hear it all because there's a lot of names. They added Okai Baji. I think they got him in a trade from Cleveland, but he was a rookie. Or is a rookie from Kansas. Uh, Malik Beasley, Halen Horton Tucker, Walker Kessler, Lori Markinen, Kelly Olenek, Colin Sexton, and Jared Vanderbilt. And they lost Bojan Bogdanovich, Rudy Gobert, Bo Cruz, Wancho, Hernan Gomez, Dan Wellhouse, Donovan Mitchell, Royce O'Neal, and Hassan Whiteside. So to sum that up, they lost Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, and they got a few a few good rookies.
1: Fun fact I used to play uh 2k with malik beasley back in
0: 2020 yeah i don't know if he's the best dude in the world though he's gotten into a lot of USC i know violence.
1: that was before that was a for all the other stuff but um yeah he's a he's it a good cool. guy I guess to talk to yeah nice. um,
0: i mean sure he
1: can be nice so. <laughs> uh he's actually pretty good at 2k uh but yeah utah jazz are gonna be one of the worst teams in the NBA. Um expect big minutes from guys like Sexton and uh, Clarkson and guys like that, um, which are just kind of flamethrowers that I don't see them winning a lot of games. Um, They don't have a lot of depth at the big position. They don't really have a lot of depth anywhere. Um, They're going to be a team tanking for Victor for sure. Um, I see them in the low twenties. I see them like at like 23 and a half at that.
0: Yeah, I see him at twenty two and a half. Um, I mean, I think most of those tanking teams are around that number this year, so probably not going to be far off for either of us. It looks like it's twenty four and a half, so I guess we're underrating <laughs> the talent of Taylor and Horton Tucker a little bit, maybe. I don't know.
1: But... I mean, Utah's a team that like I would not want to see Victor go to because boring. It's just boring. Yeah, I just don't see him. There's really no one to go with him. I mean, you could see maybe Colin Sexton, but Colin Sexton gets hurt a lot of the time, and he's very inefficient. Um, so if he was to make a jump, maybe, but I just don't. They're just a very boring team, and I do not like their uniforms now.
0: I, I don't even. No, I don't. I don't know what they look like. I used to like their uh, the one that faded from kind of brown to like yellow, went like brown, red, orange, yellow. Those were nice.
1: No, these are just bright yellow, and then they aways are black with like neon yellow. Which oh, yeah, just you complained
0: bad. last podcast, didn't you? Yeah,
1: it just doesn't make any sense. For a team well, that's boring, they shouldn't have bright uniforms.
0: I mean, based on that alone, I'm just going to put the words in your mouth and say we're both going under, right? Yeah, I, I can see
1: them. Honestly, I can see them not winning 20 games.
0: I, I can, can see them, them tanking from the first night just... I mean, I'm surprised they gave up Hassan Whiteside if they wanted to tank. True, they could have told him go out there and <laughs> develop your three point shot. Yeah,
1: I mean, if but, you're tanking, you should just get guys like Hassan Whiteside.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a diss because I actually like, pretty sure I said a few weeks ago I wouldn't mind him on the Blazers. <laughs> but uh,
1: I mean, the Blaze—we'll talk about it. But the Blazers have—I mean, we're gonna have to rely on Drew Eubanks to be a backup center, which I don't know if, I if think, we are. I think content- is better. <laughs> Yeah, if we are contending, I don't know if that's a great thing.
0: Yeah, but anyway, Utah Jazz, both going under. The line is 24 and a half, which is a little high. Moving on to a very intriguing team, the Denver Nuggets. They were 48 and 34 last year, which, I mean, just looking at that number based on who they had healthy, they had no Jamal Murray. They had no Michael Porter Jr. They had Nikola Jokic, Take a lot of shots, and then I'm pretty sure I heard that the second the guy who took the second most shots on the Nuggets last year was Will Barton, yet they have the sixth best offense in the NBA. like that's pretty that's that just shows Jokic's value. I can't believe they won forty eight games with that roster.
1: Yeah, um I mean guys that are going out that played really good meaningful minutes were will Barton, Campazzo, Forbes, Michael Green. Austin Rivers, Monte Morris. I mean, you could say boogie. you could say Boogie at the end was playing some meaningful minutes it, for him. Didn't didn't Marcus Howard
0: kill us in one of those playoff games?
1: Uh, I don't. know. Oh, maybe yeah. it was regular
0: season. He killed us in something, but yeah, they lost a lot of guys. They lost a lot
1: of guys, but they gained,
0: you know, a guy like Bruce Brown, who's going to
1: be great for him. I know Mike Malone's already talked huge praise on Bruce Brown. Uh, Caldwell Pope, who's a shooter that's gonna space the four well for Jokic, um, Ish Smith, who's gonna be on his what thirteenth or fourteenth team in the NBA, something like that. So I think he's gonna I, set the record. Yeah, I mean, when you think of a guy like Ish Smith, you're like, oh, mate, a lot of teams like he's been on a lot of teams. That means he's not very good. That means, but you can take it the other way that a lot of teams want him. So, um, I mean, he's a good backup point guard. Um, he's and good. then Christian, yeah. Christian, Christian Braun. And, or no, that's actually Christian Brown, isn't it?
0: I it's think it's Christian, Brown, yeah. From Kansas, it's
1: Brown, yeah. It's it's Brown for some reason. Even know how it's spelled. Um, I don't think he'll get minutes right away, but I think he's a good asset. Um, the biggest thing is just getting their players back, and Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. Um, and then the kind of leap that, uh, I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to have this year. Um,
0: you're you betting see, on that.
1: Uh, I'm in on it. I feel like he's he's another he's in my opinion, he's another Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, if he stays healthy, because of how tall he is, how lengthy he is, how he can create a shot off the bounce. Um I I think he's really good. Um the biggest is is just staying healthy. Um and then I like I like Bones Highland, a guy that is a spark plug off the bench for him um the biggest thing he has to do is just make sure he doesn't have those mishaps and get mike malone under his skin and just sit him for a night or something like that because that
0: seemed to happen last year he's a little wild but no i agree on the michael porter jr thing he's good he's got a deadly shot he killed us in that one uh playoff game didn't he hit like six threes in the first quarter or something i don't remember yeah it's so just he, that... he hit
1: six threes and he went like six for six
0: yeah. If he if if he gets hurt, he could end up being one of the worst contracts in NBA history because he's just got his back issues that have gone back, you know, multiple years since before he was in the NBA. So I don't know what we'll see from him. Jamal Murray's obviously an X factor on this team and uh I think they added more than they lost, in my opinion, not numbers wise, but as far as value. Uh they also added DeAndre Jordan, but he's pretty washed. I just think KCP is a better player than Will Barton on both ends. Um, we're might be more talented on offense, but KCP is a better defender. And Bruce Brown is a great addition. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the NBA. And um I expect Jokic to take another leap, so I'm going 52 and a half. So I'm thinking they'll win, you know, around four more games than last year.
1: Yeah, they're a team that I think is similar to Dallas, but is better than Dallas. Um I had Dallas at like 15 and a half, so I think Denver is somewhere. I like get 51 and a half, something like that. It's
0: 49 and a half. So, I'm going over. I assume you are too and I feel pretty good about it.
1: I would go over on that as well. Um, we know Jokic is incredible. Um, the odds of him him winning a third in a row is very slim. What would be like what would the numbers have to be and the Denver team have to be for
0: him to get third three in a row? What do you think would it what would it, what would it have to be? So I think he just have. I don't think it's about the numbers that much because I think he'll have, you know, 28 plus, you know, maybe 10 and 8 or something like that, 12 and 8. I don't know. But if Denver's the one seed, which, you know, you never know. If they're the one or two seed, I could see it happening again. I know there's voter fatigue. But if they're the one seed and he's averaging 30, 12, and 8, then I think he could do it. I think he can too. It's just I just – I don't know. It's harder it seems for like,
1: sure. It seems like it's just never going to happen.
0: Yeah. No, they have to be. I think they have to be the one seed. Which and I then,
1: don't – it isn't out of the possibility for how the team's constructed. I think it's just all on health um, and just how the players play around Jokic is the biggest thing.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, moving on to another team that we are not sure how they're going to play, Minnesota Timberwolves. They were 46-36 and 36 last year. Um, But as we know, they made some big moves. Um, They added Kyle Anderson, Bryn Forbes, Austin Rivers, and Rudy Gobert. So Kyle Anderson, good player from Memphis. I think he's underrated. Austin Rivers, I don't know if he's great anymore, but he's had some moments. And then Rudy Gobert, we don't know how he's going to look next to Cap, but that's a good addition. One of the best defenders in the NBA. And then they gave up uh, Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Jared Vanderbilt, and 49 first round picks not not really but like six five five and walker kessler so that's a lot
1: yeah um they're a team that i don't like a lot but i know that the metrics for some reason like them a lot um i love anthony edwards i think he's great i think he'll take a huge jump um i think they're going to be a good regular season team i just don't see how they'd be a good playoff team when you have a guy like Rudy Gobert just basically clogging up the paint on offense, and especially like a guy like Anthony Edwards that needs space to kind of slash. Um, he is a good shooter, but he is an amazing slasher as well. He's a um, decent shooter. He's he's a shooter that can get really hot. Yeah. Like he'll have a night where he'll he'll have a night where he'll go two for ten from three, but he'll have a night where he goes eight for ten from three. Um, so he's a guy that can get really hot, but yes, he can be inefficient sometimes. Um, but he gets his bread and butter from attacking the rim. So I don't know how Rudy Gobert is going to spread the floor out for him. Um, he had that lane all the time because he had a guy like Carl Anthony Towns who would stay at three point line. So I don't know how Rudy Gobert fits into that. Um, losing a guy like Jared Vanderbilt, who's amazing on defense, I guess they're getting a guy like Rudy Gobert to. Replace him, um, which is great because he's arguably one of the best defenders in the NBA. But um, I think Vanderbilt was better for what they were paying him and all that kind of sh- shaz. So um, I feel like the metrics really love Minnesota. So I'm gonna go higher than what I would think they would go. So I'll go like I feel like they like forty nine and a half. I feel like they really like him.
0: Well. The reason the metrics like him is because I don't think the metrics are smart enough to take into account the fact that the spacing is going to be bad. Like they know that they have good defense. They see all the numbers, the individual players. I don't know if the metrics have taken into account the fact that Gobert is going to clog the lane, like you mentioned, but I'm going to go 47 and a half. And I know it's probably going to be higher. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't really know what to think about this team. I don't really trust towns that much. They don't really have a traditional point guard, but I do think, I do think Gobert is gonna to prove to be a little bit of a more valuable player than some people give him credit for on this team. But uh looking at the lines, it's 49 and a half, so I believe you were spot on. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go under on that. I don't feel great about it. I'm going but under think... I'm going under as well, but it seems like
1: the Rudy Gobert metrics is that it works in the regular season, but it doesn't work in the in the postseason but for the over-unders it's only the regular season so they could maybe get to that mark but the west is just so loaded I don't um I see them having a very similar year than what they had last year for like a playing team I just that's that's
0: really all I see them as I think I could talk myself into the over because of what you said Rudy Gobert is a good regular season player and I think having Towns Russell and uh, Edwards is more talent than he had in Utah. And they continually won around, you know, 50 games just because of Gobert's defense. I think I could talk myself into the 50. I'm just not sure if they're going to know how how it's supposed to work in the beginning. Um, So I'm going to go under. I don't feel great about it. But moving on to another team who I don't really know how to feel about, the New Orleans Pelicans. They were 36 and 46 last year, but they dealt with injury. You know, Zion was not there they also added CJ McCollum late in the year, along with Larry Nance jr. And had a lot of development from Brandon Ingram and Herb Jones. And I think towards the end of the year, they proved to be a better than 36 and 46 team. As far as additions, they added Dyson Daniels with the eighth pick, I believe. And Deion Sebron. I don't actually know, you know who that is, but he's a rookie and they lost Tony Snell. I wasn't even going to write that down, but since he's a a <laughs> blazer, I thought we would note it. Um, I don't know. I think this team has a lot of potential. One thing that's kind of interesting to me is that I think CJ is going to be the starting point guard. So I believe they're going to play McCollum, uh, Herb, Brandon Ingram, Zion, and Jonas. Um, I don't know if, you know, Dyson has any chance of cracking that, not, not cracking that lineup, but he'll, I don't know if he'd play backup point guard at this point with how young he is. I think the X factor is just going to be Zion's health um, and then whether CDM McCollum can... Can play kind of that point guard duty, but what what do you feel about them?
1: Yeah, I definitely feel like they have the capability of being a top six seed if everything works out for them together. We know how good Zion is when he is able to stay on the court um, in a short sample. Um, I feel like he's been putting in a lot of work in the off season. I like their their team. I like Alvarado off the bench. Um, Larry Nance off the bench. They got a lot of really good pieces. And CJ is a really good we saw it in when the years when Dame uh was hurt. Um he's a really good playmaker. He's a really underrated playmaker. So um when you got guys like Zion that throw lobs to, when you got guys like Brandon Ingram, Valentunas, I mean there's a lot of good there's a lot of good pieces on that team. So I definitely think they're better than the the you know last playing spot at 36 wins i think they're somewhere in the mid 40s i'll go like 45 and a half
0: 45 and a half is probably a pretty good number um i think i'm gonna go 46 and a half i think i think i'm relying on zion's health a little bit too much um, but I think they have a lot of potential. I think they're one of the teams with like the widest band of what they could win. I could see them winning 50 games. And then if Zion get, gets hurt, I could see them, you know, being in the thirties, but I'm going to go 46 and a half. Um, and you said 45 and a half. Is that right? yeah. um,
1: 44
0: and a half is the number. So we both have that a little bit higher but i imagine that number is taking into account the risk of zion so like i said it, it's kind of hard to tell what's going to happen with this team but if they're healthy come playoff time playoff time i think that they're you know the threat of a 50 win team
1: for sure um i guess playmaking is the one downside i mean they have cj um but if there was an injury to cj i don't know where they would get that point guard from, that play from, I guess, Brandon Ingram, but Alvarado's really not a true point guard. He's kind of there just for defense. Um, Devonte Graham has kind of taken a step back Stop. from what it, for what his days were in Charlotte. So, um, if CJ was to get hurt, I don't know where they go at that point guard position for playmaking. I guess I mean, they have point they, Zion. They have, they, yeah, they could have Zion or Ingram bringing up the court, but. I don't know. I I feel like CJ is going to be really good this year. I feel like he's going to average somewhere between almost, you know, seven to eight assists a night.
0: I don't know. I didn't see a lot of ball movement from him on our team, but we'll see. Speaking of Devontae Graham though, do you know he, his career average from field is 37.2. That's awful. That's counting twos and threes. Yes. That is his field goal percentage. His three point percentage is, Thirty-five point seven. His field goal percentage is thirty-seven point two.
1: But he had that one really good year, where we almost. Oh, I know I know.
0: Sixth man of the year. In his sophomore year, he had eighteen point two points per game. Still, only shot thirty-nine percent from the field. But I don't know. I just think that's pretty bad.
1: No, it's not good. actually.
0: I know it's bad. <laughs> Um, but I'm going to go over here just because I think 44.5 is a a little bit low for a team that has Zion Williamson, Jonas Valanciunas, CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and Herb Jones.
1: Yeah, I definitely will go over too, with just the upside of what it has. Um, Yeah, I'll go over. I, I mean, they're a team that could, if everything clicks, they're a team that could win 50 games, so I'll go over
0: segmenting into another team that could have just an awful year or be a 60-win team, L.A. Clippers. They were 42-40 and last year, but as we know, they're going to look much different this year um, because they did not have Kawhi last year, and this year they will. And Kawhi is one of the best players in the world when he's healthy. Um, They also added John Wall, and they lost Isaiah Hartenstein, so that's a little bit of, you know, he's a good player, but it's not going to kill him. Um, I don't think John Wall is going to be as good as... A lot of people are expecting. I think Reggie Jackson's going to start. Um, I think that was already announced. Actually, but... it was
1: announced, and then they they talked to Ty Lue today, and they he's like, "I still haven't made my decision," so I don't know what that means. Hmm. So Chris well, Haynes said that it was it was Reggie, and then they interviewed him. He's like, "I haven't made my decision yet for opening night," so I feel like it is. I think it would be the smartest thing to start Reggie because he's. More used to the team, and John walls hasn't played basketball in a year. um and then if John walls has that bounce that we've seen, then yes, you'd put him in the starting lineup, but to start the year, I'd probably start Reggie Jackson,
0: yeah, me too, just because he's been there. but John Walls probably actually a better fit because he doesn't take as many shots. He's a better playmaker. He was a better defender, and Reggie takes a lot of shots and could kind of be a better yeah. six man off the bench
1: well, I just I would say if if John wall you put John Wall on the bench and then if he starts to beat John Wall of previous, then I'd put him in the starting line. That's
0: right. Yeah. Again, this one is kind of weird because I think that the odds have to take into account the fact that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard have been injury prone, but they are deep. Like they have like twelve guys. So there's a little bit of safety there that they're not going to be awful. But if those guys both got hurt, you know, they might be in the thirties. But I'm going to go 50 and a half. Um, and I, I don't know. I'll let you go before before I give my. I mean, the Clippers
1: are one of my favorites this year. Um, I just feel like they're just so deep. They're so well rounded. Like one to almost fifteen are names that are pretty no- knowledgeable. I mean, they have Norman Powell. They got Robert Covington, um, Boston Brown. I think they're just they're they're guys that are. That are good. Uh, and then we're going to see Boston Brown kind of make a jump, the rookie from last year. Um, I think they just. What's his name? Boston Brown. Boston Brown Jr. They call him BJ Boston. It's I thought weird. it was Brandon I... Boston. Is his name Brandon Boston or BJ Boston? Brandon Boston. I think Boston. he goes by both. Oh,
0: well, that that is probably something you would know better than me. Yeah. Yeah, Oh no, you're right. You're right. B.J. Boston Jr. is his nickname. Yeah. Um.
1: But yeah, I just I think they're just they're well rounded overall, and then the guys that were rookies last year are gonna take a bigger jump. Um, and I think John Wall is a really good add for him. Um, another explosive guard for him. So, um, they're one of my favorites in the West, and of course, that's if Kawhi stays healthy. Um, so I see them easily probably eclipsing that 50 win mark so i somewhere like 53
0: and a half is my number all right you're going 53 and a half i'm going 50 and a half and the number is 52 and a half so you were closer there um i think i'm gonna gonna go wow i can't talk i think i'm gonna go over even though i gave a number that's less i was trying to account for what i thought the injuries would be but i do think they're gonna be really good and i do think that their depth is going to help them a lot in the regular season, especially because Kawhi will take nights off, and we know that.
1: Yeah, and we know that. We know that uh, Doc likes to give guys a little bit of rest as well.
0: Yeah, but Doc ain't coaching there. Oh, that's right. We got Tyloo, Ty man. We have to take that out it's it's sunday night we don't have to take it out carson it's okay people I will totally forgot.
1: i totally forgot that they have ty is a way better coach
0: people <laughs> will understand you know everyone we make those mistakes but are you going over or under because i'm going over
1: definitely going over that's crazy i thought doc was still coaching there he coaches in philly wow, you didn't that really think
0: bad. that you just thought it momentarily i thought about it momentarily though that's crazy but um Moving on to probably the worst team in NBA history, San Antonio Spurs. They were 34-48 and last year. Um, They added Malachi Braun. How do you say his name? It's Malachi Braun. Even though it looks like Malachi Branham. But uh, Gorgie Mm -hmm. Zhang, Jeremy Sohan. um, Didn't you adopt him this summer? Something like that. I almost dyed my hair just to be like him. (laughs) And then also rookie Blake Wesley. They lost Deontay Murray in that big trade. And they lost Lonnie Walker. I can't believe that Greg Popovich is going to coach this team when we all know they're trying to tank. I just, I there's, there's no way he wants to coach this team to lose. Yeah, right? he might
1: have a, he might have an aneurysm on the sideline for all we know. Just, I feel like he's, he's gonna like, he's gonna like Sohan and the, the young guys. Um, and I, there's just a lot of young talent, I guess. But this is not a team that's going to be very good. I think Trey Jones is going to be really good at. The point guard position for him to kind of replace Dejounte Murray, but he doesn't have the defense that Dejounte had, of course. Um, they're a team that's going to be one of the favorites for Victor as well. They're another team that I could see not getting twenty wins, so I'd go somewhere like twenty-one and a half, somewhere to Utah a little bit.
0: Yeah, I'm going twenty-one and a half as well. Um, the number is actually twenty-two and a half. But can we just like talk about like off the top of your head, who's the best player on this team? Keldon Johnson. I I thought you were gonna say Sohan, and I wasn't even gonna argue with you, but yeah. I no, you
1: Sohan. haven't seen. It. I don't know how his games gonna transfer over. Um, but you, they got they got really good. Like I think that uh, the shooting guard is really good too. Devin Vassell's
0: pretty good as well. Yeah, no, he is, and they. I mean, they have some talent. They have, but they just do not like most people don't know who Keldon Johnson even is. And he's the best player on the team. Can you guess? I'd be impressed if you got this. Can you guess who the highest played, highest paid player is on the Spurs? Zach Collins. Doug McDermott. was well, he making? Bad. Probably like
1: like 9 million, ten million?
0: Thirteen, almost fourteen, but. I don't think playing on. I don't see him playing a lot of minutes, to be honest with you. Oh, I don't either. I just think it's shocking that that is their highest played player. And then Josh Richardson's second highest, only guy even in double or not double figures, only guy that makes, you know, 10 or more million a year. That's just crazy. I'm not gonna watch a single game. I know you will for Sohan, but to be honest, I think Sohan's playing style works better for a team that's actually good, like the Warriors, but yeah, not as well. For, like he's not gonna get like a, you know, twenty five points a game. He'll have some highlights, but
1: no, he's going to be a guy that gets like three to three blocks, three steals, something like that. He's not going to be a guy that's going to get twenty points. He doesn't have that offensive capability yet. But San Antonio can transfer guys into that. So um, that's what I'm hoping for a guy like Sohan and him and Victor would be a lot more appetizing.
0: Yeah, Victor and me and you and. Anyone would be appetizing, but um, I'm going to go under here. I don't even know how they're going to win any games. Like whoever loses to them, unless it's one of the other tanking teams, it's just embarrassing. Yeah, I'll go under as well. All right, moving on to a more interesting team, the Los Angeles Lakers. They were 33 and 49 last year. They dealt with a lot of injuries. Um, Anthony Davis couldn't throw the ball in the ocean and LeBron missed some time, but they added Patrick Beverly, Thomas Bryant, Damian Jones, Dennis Schroeder juan toscano anderson and lonnie walker they also brought in darvin ham letting go of frank vogel and then they lost carmelo anthony avery bradley wayne ellington tht dwight howard and malik monk so lot in a lot out um you know i think they i don't know if they added anyone i really love i think uh, juan toscano anderson's a little bit underrated um dennis schroeder a little bit overrated and then patrick beverly He's a good player. I mean, I don't know how he's going to get along with Russ. And I think how this team does is going to have more to do with the guys who are already there, AD, LeBron, and Russ, than it will any of the guys they added or lost.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how how basically Westbrook might react to being more of a bench player. Um, I know that he played off the bench a couple games in the preseason. I don't know if that's going to translate to him being off the bench in the regular season, but he's not going to – he can't – he saw last year, he can't shoot 15 to 20 times and only make like three or four shots. It's just not going to work. He's just going to have to – he's going to have to play fourth or fifth option on this team or third at best. But the biggest thing is just if LeBron can keep up basically what he's been doing for the last couple of years at his age – And then if Anthony Davis can stay healthy and take a leap, it seems like LeBron wants to take a backseat and let Anthony Davis take control of the team. I don't believe that, but that's probably the best case scenario for the Lakers if they want to be good. It's just that I just don't see Anthony Davis maybe staying healthy and doing that. And we know that he doesn't like to play the five and he's going to have to play the five on this team for sure.
0: I mean, we all know LeBron wants to be the center of attention, but I think LeBron's doing that one to give AD confidence, and two, so that he can maybe you know rest on possessions a little bit more in the regular season. AD has looked good in the preseason, and I still believe he has talent. I still believe he can shoot, and I think this team will be will be better than last year. There's no way they win less than 33, right? So my number is going to be 45 and a half. I just I don't see them being much better than a five hundred team, but I don't see them being much worse.
1: Yeah, I see them pretty close to a five hundred team as well. I think they're probably like a little bit lower. I'll go like forty three and a half. Um, I think that they're probably in that play
0: and spot scenario,
1: if anything.
0: 45 and a half is the number. So I think that's like the third or fourth time I've been spot on. We've both been pretty good tonight, but 45 and a half is the number. Um, And I think they're probably going to win right around that. But if anything, I'm going to go over. I just, I'm, I'm banking on AD being healthy this year and maybe Russ coming off the bench, Pat Bev, just being a defensive dog. So I'm going over. I'll go under
1: for all the Blazer fans. Let's go under for the Lakers.
0: Moving on to another California team, the Sacramento Kings. They were 30 and 52 last year. They brought in uh, Matthew Delavidova, who I'm surprised he's in the league again, uh, as well as Kevin Herter, who I know you like, Malik Monk, Keegan Murray, and Casey Akpala. And then they lost Dante DiVincenzo, who we talked about, Mo Harkless, shout out Ninja Mo, Justin Holliday, Joss Jackson, Damian Jones, and jeremy lamb so they did not lose really that much besides steven chenzo and i really like the additions of herder monk murray and akpala so i i really like this team i think they're going to win a lot more than 30 games this year
1: yeah i like them as well um the biggest thing is i mean the names that you added are great i think kevin herder is probably the best of the bunch malik monk's really good too Um, uh, but just the 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 game plan of Deer and Fox and Zabonis is gonna be the reason why this team I think probably makes a play in spot for me. Um and I think they're gonna be really good. Um my guess is probably similar to yours. I think they're probably a little bit higher for me. I think they'd be like 36 and a half. Um but I like the team. I like how um I just like how fast paced they're gonna be too we you know how Deer and Fox is one of the fastest players in the NBA, um, and they got a lot of guys and even their big men that can run the floor and space the floor well for them. So um, I feel like they're going to be a team that I think is going to make a play-in game for them. I just I think I think they're I don't think they're going to make the actual playoffs, but I think they'll be in the play-in uh, scenario at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I agree. I didn't. I don't think I gave a number, but I'm going to say 35 and a half. Uh, you went 36 and a half, and the number from DraftKings is 33 and a half, which is very low to me. So I I would say hammer the over. I I don't know. I really, would definitely
1: I think, go over on that.
0: Yeah, how are they only going to win three more than last year? Maybe I guess it'd be four, but I think Keegan Murray is ready to start and play now. Um, they have a full year of Sabonis, barring injury. And I think, I mean, as much as you love Halliburton, I think the fact that they don't have both guys trying to play make is better. I mean, obviously, Halliburton, we'd rather have him play point guard. But the fact that they've kind of figured that out and now can have Herder at shooting guard is good, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and it takes a little bit of the pressure off Fox. We know that Fox has been in trade rumors, um, you know, ever since Halliburton came into the league. And so now it's basically, it's, it's his team. It's gonna be his team, so um, a full season of that. I think Jaron Fox is gonna be a great year.
0: I just thirty three and a half is so low. I think I think they're they're much better than that. But um, moving on to us, the Portland Trailblazers. They were twenty seven and fifty five last year. We added Drew Eubanks. Well. We we know we didn't. We know we already had him. But <laughs> as, as well as Jeremy Grant, Gary Payton II, Olivier Saar, Shaden Sharp, and Jabari Walker, we lost Eric Bledsoe, who never played, Keldon Blevins, who you know played because he's Dame's cousin, CJ Ellaby, who I, I I thought he was better than a lot of people did, but was never really deserving of an extension. CJ
1: Ellaby's highlight of the year was playing in the Drew League against LeBron.
0: Do you see yeah, that? True i I and espn
1: didn't even
0: espn didn't even know who he was i mean i don't expect them to um (laughs) also wiser hughes joe ingles who never played for us Didi lozada who never played well for us ben macklemore who i kind of wish we gave another minimum a minimum too yeah and then brandon williams um gosh i mean we've talked about this a ton so i don't know how in depth we need to go I think people are underrating us a little bit. So, I think the number I'm going to give is 39 and a half.
1: So, this one I kind of already knew because,
0: yeah, just all do. the things
1: I listen to as well. So, I already knew that the number was 39 and a half. Um, yeah. yeah. So, it's, it, it, there's really no hiding that one. Uh, there's just a lot of Blazer talk that I listen to. So, um, to be honest with you, I think it's a pretty good number. I don't see them really. I just, I mean, uh,
0: it I, was I, forty and a half for context. It started at forty and a half, so a lot of them, a lot of people have been betting under. I just don't think this team is very good, in my
1: opinion. I'm sorry, I don't think it's very good. I think it's it's all going to come down to it. if Dame can go back to what Dame was, but we know that's going to be hard um because he's a lot he's a lot older than what he was um i like grant healthier though healthier for sure um i just i don't i don't i don't even see us honestly i see us maybe a 10 seed or a nine seed i just don't think that we're that's why i kind of had the talks last week of How If we started off bad, would we just go for Victor? But the one thing is, do we want to waste another year off of Dame? I I don't
0: know. We're going to start bad because our schedule is brutal at the beginning. I I don't want to overreact too much to the preseason because before the preseason, I would have said over. And I'm going to stick with it, but I don't feel as good about it anymore because we did not look good. But, I mean, being a 500 team is something that Dame has been able to do throughout his career. He made the playoffs every year besides his rookie year and then you know the last few that he was injured um last year first one right yeah so i gotta believe i i'm going over just because i i mean it's our team
1: it's our team i would love to go over it's just that i it's it's tough because um the depth is really is going to be a struggle i mean just the The backup center minutes is something that I really worry about because who's really gonna backup Nurkic? Drew Eubanks, Wadford is really undersized, but we know Nurkic is injury prone too. So if an injury happens to Nurkic, then Eubanks or Wadford has to start. It's just I I just it's tough. It's a really tough situation because the Blazers are our team. But um, if I was to bet it, I would go under. Because I don't feel very confident in it. If I was to bet it, I probably wouldn't put a lot of money on it. Because I want them to go over, but um, I feel like it's just I, I don't feel like I just do not feel like it's our year. If that makes sense,
0: I'm going over. But if there was a gun to my head, I think I'd go under. If that if that answers that, but uh. Yeah. I don't want to get too negative about the about the preseason. We have a really tough start to the regular season as well, so we're gonna to have to try to stay positive there. But we're, we'll go over those those games in a second. Um, moving on to the Thunder, they were 24 and 58 last year. They added Usman Jang, um, Chet Holmgren, who will be out for the year, as well as Jalen Williams and the other Jalen Williams. They lost Derek Favors and Ty Jerome, and they are gonna tank for Victor Wembanyama and Shea Gildas Alexander is gonna to have to just play well, and then get benched again, which is really sad. But I I don't know. This is hard because Giddy and Shea probably don't really want to tank. And they have talent, and they're lengthy. But they might just put Poku at point guard and tank.
1: <laughs> uh, Poku, Poku looked good last year at the end of the year, but um, he's not a winning player yet. Um, yeah, I, it's going to be hard for them to even get to twenty four um of last year i think they're probably like
0: 20 20 like 23
1: and a half that'd be my guess
0: yeah my guess is 25 and a half just because i think they have more talent than last year but um looking at DraftKings now the number is 23 and a half so you're spot on Um, i'm gonna go under even though you know i gave that number higher but i just i have to think these teams are just gonna tank and i wouldn't be surprised if trade shea to i don't know the raptors and cash in on some draft picks
1: yeah she could be a, a trade asset um uh, at the trade deadline um be interesting maybe if like the lakers were doing well maybe the lakers could get in and on um, somehow i don't know how the money would go around but that'd be actually a really good fit for them um but yeah i just like, without chat. um definitely it's going to be another tanking year for him. So definitely we'll probably
0: go under. The sad thing is, I think if Chet was healthy, I think they were ready to start trying, you know, they weren't going to be. Yeah. Close, I but think, I think... Would, their number would probably
1: be closer to like 30. 32 yeah, they tomorrow. weren't
0: going to try to, you know, keep Shay around, develop Josh and the young guys, but I think they're just going to have to wait one more year, which is not a bad year to do it. So I'm going to go under and I think you did as well. Um Last team, Houston Rockets, 20-62 and 62 last year. They added Terry Eason, Boban Marjanovic, Jabari Smith Jr., Ty Tai Washington, and they lost Dennis Schroeder, John Wall, who never really played for them, and Christian Wood. Um, you know, they'll develop, and I think a lot of those guys, like the Thunder, are going to want to try. I think Jabari Smith Jr. is going to want to try. I think Shane is going to want to try. Um, and I think Jalen Green is going to want to try. And then they also got... a. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. So I think that their players are gonna, you know, play hard. Um more so than like the Spurs guys. I mean, they all try, but you know what I mean? I think they have more talent yeah. that wants that wants to actually show what they have.
1: Yeah, and they just they have a lot of young talent. Um I think Terry Eason could be the steal of the draft. Super lengthy and athletic. Um, he's played super well in the preseason. Um, scoring twenty points, getting seventeen and twelve, um, last night I believe. So he's been playing really, really well. Um, we know Jabari Smith, um, the talent he has, being a top, top three pick. Um, Jalen Green from last year could take another huge jump. Shangoon, full year as being the starting center and not being the backup to Christian Wood. Josh Christopher, who's another really good guard, who's a very good score that we saw at the end of the year, uh, when they let him, uh, they took the training wheels off of him. So I think they're a team that's actually going to be really exciting to watch and is going to stay in a lot of games, but is not going to win a lot of games. Um, just because of the inexperience and all that, I mean, not really having a true playmaker, Kevin Porter jr is not really a point guard in my opinion. I think he's more of just a, a guard. Um, so I would say that their win total for me is probably like 24 and a half. I think they're going to be better than Oklahoma City, um San Antonio, Utah, but like I think like 24 and a half would be my number.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say 22 and a half. Um just cuz a lot of the teams have been hovering around that number, but um Looking over now, it is twenty three and a half, so right between us. And I'm actually gonna say over. Um, I think these teams this that they're gonna win some games just because they're gonna have more talent than all those other tanking teams. Um, and like yeah,
1: I'd go, I'd go over too. I actually like their roster a lot. Um, I think like it, in three to four years when they're all developed, I think they're gonna be a really good team.
0: And last year I went over on them and they disappointed me, but I think the number was like 26 and a half last year. But yeah, I still like the talent. And I mean, for those who don't know a ton about tanking, like all these guys are still trying their asses off. None of them are trying to lose. It's the fact that the coaches and GMs, mostly the GMs may decide to trade talent, may decide to rest talent or, you know, do something like, like uh, Utah did, you know, they're giving away Gobert, they're giving away Mitchell, they're trying to tank. Same with the Spurs, they give away Murray. But all these guys are still trying to get contracts, they're trying to score points. And I think they just have a lot of talent, even though they're young. So they're going to accidentally win some games. So that's why I'm going over. Yeah. Um, so to recap real quick Duns, we both went under. Grizzlies, I went over. You went under. Warriors, both over. Mavericks I went under you went over Jazz both under Nuggets both over Wolves both under Pelicans, both over Clippers both over Spurs both under Lakers I went over you went under Kings both over Blazers I went over you went under Thunder both under Rockets both over so we agreed a lot but um I don't know we'll see how that goes we'll probably look back and see who who did better at the end of the year but we want to do the same thing as last week and give our league pass top three. So let's say you cannot pick the Blazers. I'll have you go first.
1: Yeah. So, um, a team that I'm probably going to be watching a lot of, um, that I talked about that I'm pretty high on, I think is the Clippers. I think that the return of Kawhi, um, is going to be huge for them. Um, they're a team that's usually on late at night as well. So, um, just late nights watching the Clippers is pretty, it's going to be pretty normal for me. Um, I like their team a lot. I like their depth. Um, and I think they're going to be a team to watch out for in the West. Another team that I like is Denver. Um, of course, Jokic, um, but then seeing the returns of Porter Jr. And, and, uh, Jamal Murray, um, is going to be huge for them. And then seeing the leap that maybe bones takes for them, uh, as their best player off the bench. And then the last team we talked about, I, I'm going to really enjoy watching Houston play, uh, from all the young talent that they have and, um, being in a lot of, I think like I talked about close games, um, probably not winning a lot of them if that's for tanking reasons or just not having the, the experience down the stretch in close games. But um, I feel like the Rockets are going to be a pretty exciting team to watch.
0: I'm going to go with the same as you with the Nuggets. Um, I think they're exciting. I want to see how MPJ looks. I want to see how Murray looks. But most of all, I just want to watch Jokic, see how he leads that team to be such an elite offense now with more talent. um, I also want to watch the Pelicans, mainly because I want to watch Zion. I mean, he's a specimen that we've never seen before. He was averaging like 30 a game when healthy um, in one of his first two years. And then CJ McCollum, obviously, just want to watch him for that nostalgia. Um, I also think they have a high high ceiling. And then the Kings, we talked about that earlier. Um, I want to watch them because I want my prediction of them being much better than their number to be right. And I also think that watching Keegan Murray is going to be interesting. Watching Sabonis, Fox, all those guys is going to be fun. So as much as, and like you said, they're going to be on late night, similarly to the Clippers. So when the Blazers aren't playing, I'm thinking Sacramento. Um, Blazers first 10 games are extremely tough. I am a little bit worried about that. I mean, I think it's going to make maybe the team, it'd be better to start off with easy games to where the team can get some confidence and feel like they have a chance. But looking at their, at their games they're at sacramento first phoenix at la first denver first miami first houston first Fe- memphis for or uh, at phoenix at phoenix at miami so the worst team in there is houston but like you said they've got talent and then you've got phoenix three times miami twice sacramento on opening night memphis who's great and then denver and la i just it's just a bloodbath. yeah um portland usually plays well on opening night
1: usually they usually win that. Um so I could see them maybe winning opening night, but a lot of the matches after that, especially in the first five, uh, I don't feel very confident in. Um I would say that if I was to predict I'd go one and four in those first five, um at best I would probably go two and three. Um but I could I could honestly see them losing all five. Um I don't think that'll happen though. I think I think one and four
0: um is something but that I If we lost all 5 would you be even like embarrassed? Like I don't even know if I could really I mean Sacramento, Phoenix, LA, Denver, Miami, that's just tough. I I in these first 10 if we win 3 if we go 3 and 7 in these first 10 I think I'll be happy. I'm expecting 2 and 8. I think we'll lose at Sacramento. I think we'll beat Phoenix on our home opener and then probably Houston, but I don't know about the rest of them. Yeah, it's not
1: for me, not being as confident in the team as what I was at the beginning of last year, I just looking at the schedule to start the year doesn't you know, doesn't make me feel any better. I guess.
0: Yeah, I don't know. We'll see, but it's tough to start off with such hard games because I think it doesn't it doesn't help your confidence. But uh, you said you wanted to play play a game. Is that is that still happening? Yeah, I'll
1: put you on the spot, Charles Barkley, because you know that they'll do it opening night for. Charles the who he played for mm-hmm. so i'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you five names. Um, we've been doing you know who they've added, who they've gotten rid of. Uh, just want to see if you've been paying attention to your scattering reports a little bit, so you should be doing a little bit better than what Charles will probably do on Tuesday. Um, so I got five names for you, a couple blazers. Um, I'll start with uh Cody Zeller, who does he play for? Utah. Okay, one for one. Um, another Blazer, Dennis Smith Jr.
0: Honestly, didn't know he was on a team. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I got him.
1: I got him. Uh, close. He's in the East.
0: Boston. Hmm. Who no, is
1: he's, on, he's on. Charlotte. Yeah. Um. Uh, another blazer. Noah Vonleh. He actually got signed to him Austin. today. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh. Josh Jackson.
0: Ah. Uh, I just, I just, I just saw this one. I just saw it. I, I don't think I know though. Uh, New York. Close Toronto. Hmm. And then the last one is
1: actually maybe the best of the bunch, players-wise, that might play minutes. Uh, Marquis Morris.
0: Ooh, I just read this one last there week. It was one that
1: I saw, and I was like, oh, man, I did not know he was on
0: this team. I just read this one last week. I think it's the Nets, right? It's the Nets,
1: yeah. He's going to recover ah, from the three for, five. Gonna... three for five. Three for five. Over under Charles getting point five. I think he gets maybe one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I there's no way he paid much attention because I feel I mean, like as some, he gets older, he just pays less yeah. and less attention.
1: I mean, there's some other names in there that like I didn't know really until um you know a couple days ago, and then Noah Vonley was just it, like literally hours ago um they signed him to the roster. So, um, yeah, let's see if uh Ryan does better than Charles tomorrow. All right, on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll put you on the spot for one because I read it tonight. Bryn Forbes. Uh, he is on Minnesota. All right, one for one. Good. That's the only one I'll give you because I didn't pair names, but I, I think we did pretty well. I think we showed our knowledge off.
1: Yeah, besides the most embarrassing thing of the night, thinking mean Doc Rivers still coached in L.A., so.
0: Yeah, that's okay. But uh, before we sign off, how about this? What is your one most confident bet on the over/unders in this group we did? Mine is the Kings.
1: I would say the Kings too. I think that thirty-three and a half is really, really low. Um, I thought you were gonna say the Blazers. <laughs> no, I can't do that. Um, no, like, uh, if I was to make one bet, I would rather I would rather bet for something to go over than under. I don't want to root for a team to be awful. Yeah. Um, so, I, so I would rather root for a team to be a lot better than what they think. So um, I think the Kings 33 and a half is really, really low. I, yeah, uh, I think if they don't get an injury to their two main guys in Fox and Sabonis, I think that they're easily going to get that. Um, Because if, if it, it I mean, the guys like a, like a herder or, malik monk or something like that if one of those guys were to get hurt they could easily plug somebody into those positions um so yeah i think that i think 33 and a half is really low for them
0: yeah we're in agreement on them so i think that will have to be our league pass team that we are we're always texting about and watching but uh thanks for listening to another great episode of rip and hoops associated with the row city hoops instagram page have a great night everybody